Hello, and welcome to The Well Podcast, where our mission is to point people to the living water that is Jesus Christ in all we do and all we say. I am your host, Zahn Inglehart. That is Z as in zebra, O-H-N. You can call me Zahn. You can call me John. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me something mean, and we'll be okay. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. This is our very first podcast. Um, this is something I have wanted to do for quite a while now. I've talked about it a lot with Shanda and with some different people as I've thrown out the idea. Um, I don't know if anything's going to really become of it, but I wanted to give it a shot. Um, the, the primary gift that God has given me is the ability to talk. And anyone who knows me, you just are, you know, that's the, the biggest truth I have ever spoke right there. I love to talk. I love to have conversations, but I'm not too proud to admit that I have this issue with dominating conversations because I am a type A personality and I love talking. I'm a very extroverted person and I can get a little bit crazy sometimes. I love the chance to get up on stage, on any stage, any platform, in any location, to any crowd of any size, kids, teens, adults, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I, I, I currently go to any church that will invite me to their Sunday morning or other services or events and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, a quick, uh, just kind of a quick download. I've been um, preaching the gospel actually since I was 12 years old. First sermon on a Sunday night at Ava General Baptist Church in Ava, Missouri. Um, of course, I've had my ups and downs and my, and my sins in my life, but God has always pulled me back into um, preaching the gospel, into pastoral ministries, into this type of stuff. Uh, most recently, I was a youth pastor at uh, Genesis Church here in West Plains, Missouri. Uh, currently, my wife and I are the campground managers for Hammond Mill Camp Incorporated, which is a campground in the Dora, Missouri area, in the woods between West Plains, Missouri and Ava, Missouri. So, you know, we're just kind of out here in the woods in the Mark Twain National Forest. Um, the Hammond Mill Campground um, its primary use is as a youth campground, is a nonprofit, and its primary use is as a youth campground. Uh, we host uh, multiple different Bible camps at this campground. We host a, a camp called Dow Camp, which is, is focused on foster kids and low-income um, children having an amazing time at youth camp. Uh, we have a lot of family reunions and different things that happen out here, and we just love this. Um, we love what we do. We see this as ministry, and, and we are just so thankful to be a part of Hammond Mill Camp Incorporated uh, and our amazing board and everything that we do out here. But I still love the chance to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I said, I cannot stop talking, especially about Jesus. So I figured why not start a podcast where I can have another platform to share the things that God lays on my heart, especially certain subjects that maybe aren't exactly subjects I would address on stage in a church setting or worship setting or an event setting but I believe are still important to God's heart, still come from the gospel and the truth of the word of God, which is the Bible, and um, share those with anyone willing to listen. I don't know if anything will come of this. Um, I don't know if two or three people will listen to it. Maybe no one will listen to it but me and my mom because she supports me in literally everything I do. So I know she's going to listen to this. Lisa Inglehart, I know you're listening. Thank you, and I love you. Rick Inglehart, my dad, I know you're listening too. Thank you, and I love you. Um, but whatever it may be, I'm just going to share my heart. I'm going to share Jesus, and I'm going to see what happens. Hopefully, um, this will become a larger platform where I can have a chance to do things such as share about other um, people in ministries that are doing the work of God outside the walls of the church. I believe that the local church is the center point of God's ministry. It is um, the, the, 
the organism that Jesus established to share the gospel of Jesus, but I believe the hands and feet of Jesus do not only move on Sunday mornings, they move every day of the week. There's a lot of amazing churches doing amazing things that I think deserve to be highlighted. There's also a lot of amazing people and other organizations, ministries, and businesses who are doing amazing things on their own, outside the walls of the church, inspired by Jesus Christ. And I want to maybe hopefully create a platform where I can highlight those things and share them and those people and those organizations with all of you. I also hope maybe down the line, if this is um, something that lasts, that I can get some of my ministry friends to come in here and talk with me um, and talk with you. I have been blessed to, to meet some amazing leaders and pastors and preachers and evangelists and, and uh, church family and, and dedicated people to the gospel who have some amazing things to say, have some wisdom to share, and are just all around awesome people. And maybe I, along the way, I can get some of them to come and sit down and have some conversations with us and maybe even get my wife, Shandy Englehart, in on some of these conversations. Uh, my wife is amazing. She has this huge heart for Jesus, a huge heart for women. Um, and um, she reads the Bible daily and um, she is just learning things. And she's teaching me some days and she shares ideas with me and says, you should preach about this. And I'm like, why don't you talk about it? You know, why don't you preach about it? And, uh, but I'll, I will admit, I've got some sermon ideas from what God has given her. And, uh, but she's just awesome. And I think she's got some great things to say. And I hope that I can get her to come on here sometimes. I, I have talked to her about coming on if this took off. Um, but she doesn't know that I'm mentioning this and mentioning it in this first podcast. So when she listens to it, she'll probably be, what the snap, John? Why did you say that? Um, but I hope that maybe she'll eventually take me up on that invitation. Um, you'll also notice, especially if you're someone who's really into sound and into quality, that the quality of this, of the audio maybe isn't the best. I'll be straight with you guys. I am recording this on my iPhone, which is already two generations out of date. I am using headphones with a built-in speaker. I'm doing this on a $0 budget. Um, I hope that eventually God will provide opportunities for me to improve these, um, to improve um, the location. I'm sitting in a cold, dark room in my basement because it's the quietest spot in my house. My kids are in bed, so hopefully they won't walk in on me. Um, hopefully my dogs won't bark at me. And um, we'll be able to have some relative silence and keep the background noise at a minimum. Um, but like I said, dark room or cold room in my basement, um, very minimal equipment. Um, and we'll just see what happens. I hope that eventually it'll get better. But this is how we're starting. On that note, if any of you guys out there are sound people or you've got some experience in podcasts, and as God hopefully provides the ability to upgrade how we do this, if you have suggestions of equipment and things I should buy, please share those with me. Um, in fact, if you want to contact me about that, or if you want to contact me with questions, with comments, um, with conversations you'd like to see us talk about or tackle on this podcast or anything, encouragement, um, if you hate it and you feel you have to tell me about it, whatever. Um, but uh, you can email me at zonspeaks, Z-O-H-N, zonspeaks at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook, where I also um, sometimes upload some videos and other contents and Bible verses and encouragements and graphics, um, videos and, and audio recordings of sermons at places I recently preach. Um, you can do that by searching at Zon Speaks or searching Zon Englehart, E-N-G-E-L-H-A-R, D as in dog, T as in Tommy Ministries. And um, just like, like my Facebook page. 
and stay caught up with me. Uh, sometimes, one time in the past, I was able to um, kind of give away um, one of my favorite ministry, like one of my favorite books that has encouraged me in my following, in my life with Jesus Christ. I hope to do more things like that in the future. And uh, so follow that page. You never know what's going to happen on that page. And please, please, please communicate with me. Your opinion matters to me. Um, so we're going to dive right into the subject um, that I wanted to talk about today and uh, see kind of what um, comes of it. And uh, the reality is, is um, I don't have to tell you. It's nothing new for me um, to say that 2020 has been a rough year. I've seen a lot of people already talking about um, sharing memes and videos about can't wait for 2021 to get here and for 2020 to finally be over. Um, here's the thing, though, the reality about 2021, like the only difference between December 31st, 2020 at 11.59 p.m. and January 1st, 2020 at 12.01 p.m. a.m., excuse me, is the date and the time. That's the only difference. With the rolling over of the calendar, COVID-19 is not going to go away. With the rolling over of the calendar, the um, racial unrest and injustice and the, the, um, the um, demonstrations that we have seen across our country, they're not going to go away. The political unrest is not going to go away. Your buddy, your friend, your Facebook pal is not all of a sudden going to agree with you on politics and on uh, whatever subject, just because the year now says 2021 instead of 2020, um, there's still going to be these conversations happening. In fact, they're going to go even deeper. Um, and what I have seen as we have faced these subjects, that, that something that scares me, something that frustrates me, something that concerns me is a divide, a, a very hard, sharp divide, and, and specifically in my opinion, among a lot of Christ followers. Um, for some reason, we have allowed this past year, as we have seen, um, no matter who you voted for, or if you voted at all, the reality that that um, this election that we experienced for the presidential election this year was the most polarizing and isolating election that I think we may have ever had in the history of our country. Um, a lot of people have felt the need to take a hard stance one way or another and feel like they have to dislike anyone who is voting for the person that they're not voting for. And I'm not talking about just people who voted for Biden or just people who voted for Trump. I mean, both sides of that line have chosen to do this. Not everybody, but a very loud um, group of people, a very loud, I would argue, not minority, but majority of people. Um, there's there's um, people who are frustrated, not just over politics, we're frustrated over the rights and wrongs of the of the conversation about how people are going about racial injustice in our country. We are even frustrated about things such as whether people who deserve, who are laid off deserve certain benefits from the government as they're dealing with those layoffs. We are frustrated about whether or not we should have to wear a mask when we go to Walmart. And we are divided on those subjects and we are mad at people on the other side of the line. We, we dislike people if they don't wear their mask, if we are a mask wearer. We, we dislike people who do wear a mask if we're against masks. Um, and it's all just going to continue to build. That's the thing is these subjects don't end in 2021. In fact, they might even hit a climax, a, a max point. They might, they might, you know, we might hit the top of that roller coaster and get ready for a long, hard ride down in 2021. And the unfortunate thing is for a lot of people that divide, that isolation, that, that spirit, that perpetual offense that we are in, is this going to continue to get larger? And, and I think that's an issue. 
I think that's an issue specifically among Christ followers, um, that we are offended by each other. We are offended by each other's actions, by each other's decisions. We are offended and critical of the, the decisions of our church leaders um, because it's not what we think should happen. They're not um, following enough precautions in COVID-19. They're following too many precautions in COVID-19, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, what they should cancel, what they shouldn't cancel. Just across the board, I've watched people in my church home. This is going to be straight with you. I've watched people who are part of my church family who have decided not to like each other, have gotten frustrated with each other, have have blocked each other, have divided themselves, have 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 um, separated themselves from each other out of anger. Why? Because they're offended by the stance that the other person takes. And, and here's the thing, guys. Some of you are saying, well, I'm not the offended one. I'm offended. Or I'm not the offended one. I'm the one who they're offended by. But here's the thing. Like, you do not dedicate that much energy and time and effort into trying to argue your stance in the comment section on Facebook if there's not something in you who's angry about the way they think. Okay? And I, I here's the thing. I've fallen into that trap this year myself, and I wish I would never have done it. I did it, like, once or twice. And I should have deleted it like every other time that I typed something out and changed my mind and deleted it. But but we're, we're in that place. And listen, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not trying to be critical of you. Um, but if you're offended by me right now, then there's a really good chance that maybe, you know, I'm right about what I'm saying here. And, and, and here's the thing. I want to tell you, I'm right there with you. Listen, I'm, I'm, there's a moment of honesty, Okay. Um, my dad had COVID-19. Both my parents did. Um, my dad's COVID-19 turned into, um, led to pneumonia and, um, he got pretty bad and, and we got pretty worried. And the, the doctor actually told him that, that, uh, if it had gone a, on a couple more days and gotten worse, they weren't sure if they would have been able to help him and get his oxygen back up. Um, this reality of mortality of death and of the toll of COVID-19 hit me in a way had never hit me before. And um, I, thankfully, by the grace of God, I did not have to experience an immediate death because of COVID-19. But I, I got close and it scared me. And it changed my perspective on some things. And I'll be honest with you, there's some other people that before they would say some things that were a little crazy, a little radical um, towards leading honestly both ways in the COVID-19 subject. And I would blow it off. And now I see some of those and I get frustrated. I get angry. I get offended. I want to get on both sides of the spectrum of extremes of misinformation. And, and I've had to stop and catch myself um, and not allow myself to be bitter about those things. And also, you know, I, it's not, that, not been that long since I had to work through some larger, deeper offenses in my life. Uh, I was offended. And I was being, I'll be straight with you, a baby about it. And I had to deal with that. And I had to hash that out with God and stop being offended and stop being hurt and stop um, stop wallowing in my pity and move forward. And while I was working with that on God, it was a hard process. It was a deep, long process. Um, there's some things that God showed me in that process of dealing with my offense, dealing with my frustrations, dealing with my um, anger dealing with my discontent on some things. And um, I thought maybe today as uh, we process this, I could share them with you. So if you're struggling, um, first off, let me just say um, really quick, I am not discrediting your feelings. I am not discrediting your passion. I am not discrediting how you feel. 
I am not trying to tell you that if someone hurt you, that you don't deserve to be hurt. You do. Uh, I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. I don't know where you stand. And we might not see eye to eye. That doesn't matter. That's not my goal. But my goal is to help you see that it is not worth sitting in the pit that is living in perpetual offense. It is not worth sitting in that junk and just sitting there and being being angry and and telling everybody else that they should be angry too and and to just not be okay. It's it's just not worth it. You you is this not worth living life that way? And so I want to share with you some of the things that I learned as I processed through my offense, my frustrations with God and what he taught me and how he grew me. He grew me up in some childish um, aspects of my life that I had not put away. You know, the Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And I, I had to realize there's some childish ways of processing my feelings that I needed to put away and I needed to work on and I needed to identify I needed to give over to God, lay it at the foot of the cross, and I needed to begin repenting, um, which means to turn away from the negative or the sin or the wrong and turn towards God and what he wants for my life. And um, I, I, I identified those things. And here's some, here's some key points I learned in that time um, in my life. And, I, and here's the thing. I'm still kind of in that time. Like, it's a process. It's like anything. It's going to be a daily process of changing my attitude, of changing my habits. And of, of continuing to not allow Satan, not allow our enemy, um, who wants to just whisper in our ears that it's not over. You know, it's not over, it's not over, it's not over. You should still be this way. It's a daily fight of telling him to leave me alone, of, of trusting in Christ, and of pushing forward um, and, and continuing to change. So let's jump into those things. And um, let me share with you. The things that I learned as I was processing through this, the first thing I, uh, that God showed me and that I think you should know is that um, the other person, the other party, the challenger, the enemy, the, the other guy, uh, that other person often doesn't know that you're even offended. And if they do know, there's a good chance they don't care. Now, let's break that down. Uh, they often don't know. Sometimes we're, we're offended, we're hurt by things that happen, and we just sit in that and we never talk to the person who offended us or the person who hurt us. Um, I believe that, that um, communication can resolve like 99% of our issues if we would just communicate and talk about things. And I'm going to be straight with you. As much as I am a talker, um, some of my more recent hurts and offenses, man, I didn't talk it out with those people the way I should have. And the reality is, it, to some extent, I'm glad I didn't because I, I maybe wasn't in the best frame of mind. And in my case, um, I, I realized that I wasn't in the best frame of mind. I realized that some of the ways I felt were irrational, were ridiculous. And um, I, I, I had more to deal with internally than I did externally. And we're going to get to that in a little deeper in a minute. But a lot of times when someone offends you, someone hurts you, be it directly or indirectly, um, communicating with them in a loving way, not attacking them, not coming with your fist closed, ready to sucker punch them physically or spiritually or emotionally, but just talking with them like, man, you know, uh, that this hurt and, and, and I, I'd like us to discuss it. Here's what's going to happen if you come at that rationally and you come at that, give yourself some time to process. Don't come at it with all your emotions on your sleeve, uh, which is what I would have done at that time. Um, 
but process it. Give yourself a chance to calm, uh, uh, yourself a chance to calm down. Maybe remove yourself from the situation or away from the person for a bit, and come back um, calm and rational, and just have a conversation about that. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Joey Green, he was my executive pastor at Genesis Church. We had a lot of those moments where he was frustrated with me or I was frustrated with him, um, and we would leave each other alone long enough to calm down and. Um, then come back and talk it out and just be honest with each other. And there was times that he said, um, okay, I get it and I'm sorry, or we'll change or let's work on that or let's talk about that some more. And, but I would probably say maybe more often than not, I was the one who went, yeah, I see, I see where I was being immature. I see where I was being a baby. Even when I was the offended one, I would see like, man, I was being immature in that moment or I was taking that wrong or I was, I was misinterpreting that situation and and I'm the one who needs to work because the offense is on me and on how I processed it. I really believe that 99% of the time, if you come at it in a moment where you're stable, where you've calmed down, where you can process this together, um, communication will will solve the issue. And 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 this is in your your relationship with your family. This is in your relationship with your friends. In, in hopefully you have a relationship with your peers and maybe your bosses are the leaders above you enough that you can do this with them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, this is definitely big when it comes to your marriage. Um, communication, I believe, causes 99% of the problems in marriage. A lack of communication, a lack of speaking your spouse's love languages, a lack of understanding, a lack of empathy. Um, and uh, my wife and I, we actually have this thing where we will stop and say if we feel attacked or we, we realize we are attacking, um, we'll stop at that moment and we'll look at the other person and say, you are not my enemy. And, and it's kind of a cue to remember that Satan's trying to turn us against each other, but we are not the enemy. The Bible says your enemy is not flesh and blood. It is something deeper and darker and more evil that's trying to overcome this world. And um, it's Satan. It, he is our true enemy. And so um, that just kind of resets things for us. If one person stops and says that, we both know it's time to take a step back. It's time to calm down. It's time to talk more clearly. It's time to see how we feel. And it's time to work it out. And it doesn't mean we don't argue. It doesn't mean we don't still have these heated discussions like every couple and every, every marriage has. But we've found that that gives us the chance to remember that we don't need to attack each other. We need to attack the problem. We need to attack the offense. And we need to work on making a stronger relationship and a stronger marriage. And so often that person doesn't know that you're even offended. And sometimes, to be honest, they don't care. And, and that sounds harsh. And sometimes it is harsh. Sometimes it's your boss and, and they just had to make the decision and they don't care if you're offended. It's the direction that they have to go. Um, sometimes they don't care. But maybe they are a jerk. There's some butthead people. There's some jerks in this world. That's the truth. Um, Maybe they don't care because they just don't see your side of the story. Maybe they don't care because they don't know. Um, maybe they don't care because they see an irrationality in the, your in your process that you're not seeing yet. And so they, you know, they just they're just like, you know what? You can be offended, but I have to keep moving and doing what I believe is right and go where I needed to go. Honestly, in politics, that's a big thing. You know, they don't care if you don't like their decisions. They don't care if you don't like who they're voting for. They're going to do it anyways. They don't care if you don't wear a mask or if you do wear a mask. They're going to do what they want to do. And, and uh, if they don't care, why in the world are you um, letting yourself live in that trash, letting yourself live with that junk, letting yourself 
wallow around in the mud that you think they should be in. That's the thing. You think they're the ones who should be in the mud, but you're the one living in it. And uh, maybe it's just time to say, you know, it's it's not going to help either of us to, to stay here. If they don't care, that's fine. If they don't say they're sorry, I'm going to learn to live with that. I'm going to learn to move on. And I'm going to learn to pull myself up and get myself out of this funk and out of this mess and out of this fits. The second thing that I learned um, from my time of processing this is that your lack of joy, my lack of joy, is contagious. Um, when you're not joyful, when you're down in the dumps, when you're an Eeyore, when you're offended and negative and angry, when you're pushing out nothing but social media and verbal content that is just constantly negative about this is what I think is right and this person is wrong or this person is 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 mean or you should be voting for this person because of this reason and that's all you're pushing out you're showing just a lack of joy you're just showing this constant anger and your lack of joy is contagious i, I noticed that in my marriage my lack of joy um, is contagious to my wife because when she's in a good mood and i'm not in a good mood it sucks it out of her man because we can't enjoy being together she can't she's stressing over my stress my kids see it because when I'm not in a good mood, I, I might snap at them when I shouldn't. I might be frustrated. I might be um, zapped of energy when I should be hanging out with them, when they want daddy's attention. And, and I'm robbing them of joy because I'm choosing to not be joyful. I'm choosing to live in this offense that is robbing me of my joy. And it's becoming a black hole that is sucking the joy out of them. And it's sucking the joy out of the people around you. Um, people stop wanting to be around you. They, they'll, they'll, I don't. I can tell you honestly. In 2020, especially during the political season, I can't even tell you. Um, I don't think I once blocked or defriended someone, but I snoozed a lot of people. And I'll be straight. There was a list of people. I was snoozed them for 30 days, and the first day I saw one of their comments, it was right back to that 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 joy sucking, offended nature, and I just snoozed them again for another 30 days. I love them, I care about them, and I don't want to block them from my life, um, but I am not going to allow what they do to fill my newsfeed and to pull my joy away from me. And um, you, you are living in that offense and that hurt and that anger that you, need, that, that you could pull out of and that it's time to start working on pulling out of. You're sucking the joy out of other people's lives. You are robbing people around you out of joy, and, and, and they are innocent bystanders. You know, you know, my offenses and my frustrations, they're not, they're not my wife's burden to carry. They're not my kids, especially not my, my, um, you know, Caleb will be six in January, Josh is four. It's not my four and six year old's burden to carry. It's not my co-worker's burden to carry. It's my burden to carry. It's a burden I could lay at the foot of the cross. And I'm carrying it and I'm choosing to, um, to allow it to rob me of my joy and and it's not fair because the people around you the people who love you and the people who you love and also the people who maybe don't like you but are forced to do life with you it's not fair to them to be robbed of joy um, because you are when when it has nothing to do with them thanks again for listening to the well podcast that is the end of part one of our very first conversation if you want to listen to part two, I'm dropping it at the exact same time. I just wanted to respect your time since the whole conversation was so long and allow it to be split up so you could listen to the two separate parts at your convenience. 
If you ever want to talk about the love of Jesus Christ and about salvation, the fact that he died on the cross for your sins, rose again three days later, that by believing in him, confessing with your mouth, that you can be saved and have a relationship with God, please email me or Facebook me so we can have that conversation. Remember that God loves you and have a Merry Christmas.